What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello, welcome, Pine Ponies. It's the DC crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. Music with Sarone and Simpson, episode number 24, right here on the docket today, this fine Sunday afternoon. Mike Sarone and Ben Simpson, right here live on the mics, talking about some DC sports. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm all on the Taco Falls bandwagon. Bring him to DC. Let him play center for us. Let him dunk over. Uh, Anthony Davis. He has to be like coming that. out this year, right? I, you would hope. Taco Fall. Well, I mean, he's not going to be growing anymore, is he? Uh, you never know. <laughs> I mean, you he's like know. an oak tree on, on his know. last leg. The doctors kept telling me I was going to keep growing. My feet did, but the rest of me, <laughs> the rest of me did not. Oh, um, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But no, it's good to be here. Again, another wonderful episode talking some D.C. sports. For sure. Washington Capitals on the docket first. Brief Washington Wizards talk as they've lost four straight. And the Redskins... Doug Williams, I don't know what they want to call him, VP of something, or I, I don't know what I don't even know what his title is. But we'll also get into how our March Madness brackets are doing uh, for a brief second too. As right now, while we are recording this episode, Duke and the University of Central Florida going at it here in the second round. Also, check out Jessica Town, our Phillies insider, uh, or Philadelphia, I should say, insider. Great interview. Uh, we just recorded it, and it's actually going to be uh, a fun listen for everybody out there. But, Ben, let's get right into our Washington Capitol Stanley Cup champions. Eller for the draw! And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! 
the voice of the Washington Capitals, Mr. John Walton. Definitely something to watch out for. I love listening to the radio, for especially baseball, Ben. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler, two of the best in the business. But we're talking about the Washington Capitals right now. Uh, and obviously the last uh, couple of weeks, I guess you could say, Ben, there's a lot of uh, big games. Obviously they had uh, their, their two tough matches against the Lightning. Uh, they have one more to go. But overall, the last uh, week or so has been pretty impressive for the Caps, even though it ended up with a couple losses. Yeah, there's six games left on the schedule uh, right now. So we're this is, this is the end of the season. I mean, we're, it's, it's coming up fast with a couple games against Carolina this week, a game against the Lightning coming up on Saturday, and then Florida, Montreal, and then the Islanders to finish it off. But, yeah, I, I, the win against Philly was nice today because that was kind of a win that they needed yeah. after getting the loss to Minnesota on Friday and then the overtime loss to the Lightning on Wednesday, um, luckily beating the, the, the Devils on, on Tuesday. So coming off an overtime loss and another loss, um, it was it was about time to have a, a win happen the Capitals' way, and um, that's kind of what the doctor ordered here. Six games left, Mike. I mean, if we're talking about – um, you know, versus quality teams, you, you got to think that all six of these games are against some some quality squads. And in the fact that right now the Caps are matched up with Carolina yeah. in the playoff brackets, and they play them twice this week, so it might be a situation where you got Carolina twice this week, and then in a couple weeks when the playoffs start, you got them again. So these are pretty important games. Yeah, for sure. And then as you mentioned. They won against the Devils in the back-to-back. They almost beat the Lightning. That one went to overtime. And that one was kind of a crazy game at Capital One Arena for the sole fact that uh, the Lightning had three power plays they converted on, number one. And number two, Michael Kempney got hurt in that game. Big deal. They came out on Friday kind of flat. They lost to the Wild, even though the Wild needed that win to stay in the wild card hunt. But overall, the Michael Kempney injury, which we really haven't, and this is the thing about hockey, is that, when someone gets injured, they don't disclose the injury. They say, oh, lower body injury or a upper body injury. And it's like upper body injury. That could be anything from a broken arm to a, a stubbed finger. You know, it, it can be anything. That's how they word it because they don't want anyone to know what is going on. And that's the yeah, legal right to secretive. do. They can do that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and now that's a big deal. Michael Kempney, uh, if, he, if he's out, that's going to be a, a, a real issue come in the playoffs. But hopefully um, in the next couple games, obviously on Tuesday and Thursday, playing home at Capital One Arena against the Canes and then at the Canes on the 28th. Uh, Those will be some good games, as you mentioned, because right now that's where they stand. That's where they stand in this playoff bracket because the the Hurricanes is the one team I think we both actually tried to uh, say that we wanted uh, to have them first and foremost because of the sole fact that, not that saying that they're an inferior opponent, but compared to the Caps, I think that's going to be a pretty much easier matchup than someone else rather than like a Toronto or a Pittsburgh in that first round. But like we said, since we recorded last, they played the Devils, the Lightning, the Wild, and they just played and finished their game against the Flyers. So overall, uh, the, the, the team, not, not a bad stretch, but you know they, they got a few points, which is good, uh, but they just want to stay the course and see, see what they can, they can do uh, in the next four, four or five games. Uh, well, however many they have left coming yeah, up. Yeah, six, six, three home and three away. All right, well, I was two off. So, you know, <laughs> and, you know this, is, this is kind of one of those stretches that, you know, if you're the Caps, you just want to get to the playoffs. I mean, you yeah. want to – these next six games, you want to play good hockey. You don't want to drop all six here. You want to play good hockey. You kind of get the right stride heading into the playoffs because, yeah, as you said, you know, can the Caps beat Carolina in a playoff series? Yeah, I, I, obviously. Um, 
But, you know, obviously the key is also that, you know, you, you want to not be playing bad hockey heading into that because, exactly. as, as we know, as hockey fans, is in the NHL, those playoff series, anything can happen. And if one team is really hot or one goaltender is really hot, that can change a whole dynamic. It doesn't really matter what the seedings are. But, again, in the East right now we're looking at Tampa Bay and Montreal as a possible matchup, Boston and Toronto, Caps and Carolina, and Islanders and Pittsburgh. Um, as Columbus is just barely still in the hunt, trailing by three points. Philly is, eh, things aren't looking so good, especially with the loss today. They're down by seven points now in the standings, and then Florida's down by nine. So, um, And then a lot of other teams have been eliminated. So this is pretty much setting up the way things are going to be looking for the playoffs, and we're just a few weeks away from some super meaningful hockey. Yeah, and two days ago, J.J. Reagan on Twitter tweeted out that there's no exact timetable for Kempney's return uh, he sustained the injury during Wednesday's contest, Wednesday's contest, and missed Friday's practice. Uh, so he's out indefinitely, which I never understand what indefinitely really means. I mean, it means I, they don't want to tell you. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, it means you don't know. So they really don't care about you as a fan to yeah. tell you. No, just kidding. They just—it's <laughs> weird. I mean, anytime when you get this medical stuff, the leagues treat it in so many different ways. Um, you know, baseball can be kind of shady about it too. Sometimes NFL. Um, sometimes NFL just doesn't even care. They're just going to tell you, yeah, this guy broke his face and he's going to be out. Um, but but in hockey, I think it's because those guys are just thought of as being the toughest athletes out of all the sports yeah. that what may be an injury that keeps a guy out in one sport for two weeks, the guy in hockey plays with it two for days. two months. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, you know, you just don't really know, and they, they never really make that call. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Kempfany, you want him back for the playoffs. I mean, yeah. that's that's what you want. If it, if it means that he sits out the next week or so, so be it. But at the end of the day, um, again, the Caps are – this week is, is, is pretty important if this ends up being the playoff series. I mean, it gives you a yeah. really good look at the team you might be matched up with, you know, twice in, in, in three days. So. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, if you're not watching March Madness, definitely tune into the Caps. One thing real quick before we head into the Wizards topics. Uh, since March 12th and their Penguins loss uh, in the seven games, they're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. and uh, I did the math. So far, the Caps are 3-for-21 on the power play, which only equates to 14%. And then for their opposition, 6-for-20, which is 30%. That's above the league average. So when you're, when you're looking at that, Ben, that's a big deal because of the sole fact that your power play is not doing well, your PK isn't doing well as at all. So that also can, can attest to, obviously, having Kempney out and whatever it may be, but that's one thing you don't want the playoffs to come down to because of the sole fact that if that comes down to something where you need something to happen uh, on, you know, on the special teams in the playoffs to win a crucial game, because obviously in the first round, the Caps have kind of been that team where it's like, you know, it, in, in a couple of years, like the, like the Boston series back in the, uh, you know, I don't know how many years ago it was now. But that was a pretty big deal in the first first uh, you know round where they did really well and they beat Boston, they upset Boston. But the first round is always kind of tricky. Obviously, last year they were in a two nothing hole to uh, to I mean the, the Jackets. I was about to say Carolina, but that wasn't right. The Jackets they were legit right there where the Jackets had had a two nothing lead on them. Then all of a sudden it started falling apart, but they ended up coming back and winning that one. So. Right now, if you need special teams to be a factor, something with Todd Reardon, he needs to, to work something out in this situation. Yeah, I'm surprised you did some math there. That's unusual for you. Well, it's kind of easy. Three for yeah. three divided by 21. There it is, 14%. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to figure that out. Because I think use the nice calculator on the phone. If that's one thing this show is missing, it's math. And yeah. you were able to bring that 
and expertise. Yeah, well, yeah, and professionalism and things <laughs> like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like you said, uh, this is this is the time of year, man. This is it. Playoff yeah. hockey. I mean, baseball. It's it's great because baseball gets to start. Yeah. So we get the promise of spring where everybody's healthy, and you get the beginning of baseball season. March Madness is going on right now, and hockey playoffs is about to start. Best time of year. This, but the awkward thing is, this is also going to be the nicest weather, you know, heading into summertime as well. But all we're going to be doing is watching our TVs sitting, sitting down. And, and, and watching. Now, I did get out of the house yesterday oh, to go watch uh, the game uh, at Glory Days, the, the first oh, yeah, game right. of the day, the Maryland LSU game. Got some Glory Wings. Um, glory, glorified Wings. Yeah, well, that's the sauce that use Glory Wings. Oh. Uh, so there's Glory. <laughs> I'm not calling them Glory Wings. Um, <laughs> no, I got half. Uh, I, did, I did half Glory Wings, half uh, uh, Old Bay. Ah, um, with how some, were those? With some ranch and some bacon cheese fries. And that's wow. part of why today I'm like, I can't eat anything. And we're, we can't eat anything bad here today. Uh, I'm going to be cooking up some rice and, and salmon. Yeah, or you seem like very that. distraught about that earlier. It, it upsets me because, I because again, so here's what I ate yesterday. This is ridiculous. So <laughs> for lunch, I had that. I had, yeah, just wings and beers, and uh, and it was great, lovely. And then for dinner, I went over to my uh, my parents' house to watch the Michigan State game, yep. and my dad was like, hey, I got a bucket of KFC chicken. So he brought home KFC chicken wow. with some good sides. What kind of chicken? And uh like thighs, just the original, like yeah, all, all kind, of, like, kind of pieces of the chicken. Oh, just all of them, all of them. Oh, and uh, so I had a few drumsticks, a thigh, you know, incredible. And then like you know, you've got the, the potatoes going, and you so, and then I had some candy and things like that Ooh. as well. So yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I had way too much terrible food yesterday, and I'm like, God, I got well, get a terrible hold of in, in a sense of in the yeah. in the sense it was delicious. Got to get a hold of myself. <laughs> Speaking of a team that needs to get a hold of themselves. <laughs> It's a good transition. <laughs> Let's talk a little Washington Wizards. Beal again gets an angle, throws it off the glass, and scores! He's been phenomenal! Warren's third of the game. We're tied at 144. Beal, nice move, lays it up, and scores! Oh, my! 40 points for Bradley Beal. Wizards, a team that I think has finally, finally started tanking. A little bit finally. late. Finally. A little bit late, unfortunately. <laughs> a little bit late. There's only 10 games or so left. Uh, but they are finally not having to play Bradley Beal for 40 minutes a night. Um, just played him 34 the other game. So ah. not 40. Let him play 34. They're starting letting Troy Brown start in this lineup, something that could have happened a month ago. They're trying yeah. new, new lineups with uh, Thomas Bryant and Bobby Portis, both in the lineup at the same time, which is something that they hadn't done earlier. Um, so now we're in that weird stage as a Wizards fan where there's really nothing to look for anymore for the rest of the season. The season is, is done. The Wizards actually finished the season – with four games on the road. So they actually played their last game in Capital One, losing to Miami 113-108 on Saturday. So, yeah, four games left. The team sits in 11th place. The season has pretty much come to a close, Mike. I mean, the record right now at 30-44. and Um, They play at New York on the 7th of April. Oh, I didn't look at the April schedule. Okay, It doesn't really matter either way. 
Yeah. So <laughs> so they have again they have a few games left in the season. I guess I guess they have yeah they're at seventy four. So they have eight games left. Um, I was looking at just the month of March. So. Anyways, regardless, the season's basically done. There's no way this team makes up the ground they need to make up. Uh, they're basically mathematically eliminated. Um, so, as a Wizards fan, what is there to watch now at this stage of the season? Except for March Madness and trying to look at the guys that, hey, maybe <laughs> we might get. Maybe we can draft. You're right. You're, I, I was completely off. There's three home games left. Um, in April, they've got Chicago, San Antonio. Then they're on the road in New York. And then they finish the season against Boston on the 9th of April. So still some games left. But for the most part... It's not pretty, Mike. Well, I mean, Bradley Beal has only led the team in scoring one of the last four games when he had, what, five or yeah, five games before that. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the last win, that's the last game Bradley Beal has led the team in scoring. Yeah. And um, and basically, when you're I mean, when you're looking at this situation, I mean, obviously, you have Phoenix and you have Chicago and New York, some of these teams that are terrible and whatnot, but those are the teams that you have to say, hey, we're going to sit Bradley Beal this game. Or I mean, why run him yeah. into the ground? There's no point because there is the no sole point. fact that you really want to have a better uh, draft choice, which obviously I'm going to look that up right now and see what their draft position is right now because overall, sure. if, if they can get a better draft choice than what we saw before in 7th or in 8th or whatever it was, uh, you know, I, last week when we looked at it, I think that would be a, a pretty big uh, deal sure. uh, for them to do Like something. in the East right now, I mean, the Wizards are four games ahead of Atlanta. So the Wizards are 30 and 44 in the 11th spot. Atlanta's 26 and 48. Um, so, you know, they're not going to be able to get down to Cleveland or New, New York levels. Yeah. Um, but they could definitely uh, lose some more games and maybe drop down lower than like Memphis and Dallas, two teams that have 29 wins. The Wizards uh, sit at 30. Now, again, there is a lottery. There is the, the ping pong ball. So you don't what, – where you sit right now doesn't necessarily mean that's where you're going to draft in that order. But it gives you more of an opportunity. Because right now in the East, as far as looking at this um, conference as a whole, especially heading into playoffs, which and when the NBA playoffs do happen, since the Wizards will not be in it, we'll just touch on it here and there. But we're definitely not yeah. going to give you guys full in-depth recaps or anything like that. Right now, Milwaukee at one, Toronto at two, Philly at three, Indiana at four. Those are four teams that have already clinched a playoff berth. And then five, Boston, six, Detroit, seven, Brooklyn, and eight, Miami. Now, Orlando and Charlotte are still trying to kind of fight their way in to the playoff picture. Well, but, let, me, let me tell you right now. Yeah. Looking at March Madness, John Morant, I want that guy. Well, yeah, for I, sure. That guy is a wheel and deal. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you have on your team. If I you t- have an opportunity to get him, the guy's you a monster, take man. I mean, yeah. he is he is legit. That's I, why I, I had that Murray State upset pick, man. He's yeah, he's, so he's been putting up highlights all season. I mean, long. even even with him having what he have like twenty seven points yesterday, yeah, and, the loss, and, yeah. and they lost by thirty or something. Yeah, it's I, like it's unbelievable. So. Honestly, looking at him, he's just, he's just a stud. No, right? they say that if Zion Williamson wasn't Zion Williamson, John Morant yeah. would be the unanimous number one pick. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Right now, uh, what I'm looking at in Bleacher Report, the updated, sta- uh, updated, I guess you'd say, draft order right now, the Wizards. It's, it's funny, too. The Hawks would have three of the top or two of the top seven, which is pretty crazy. But the yeah. Wizards would be taking, again, a point guard for some <laughs> odd reason. Do they Dar- have the, what, the Villanova guard? Uh, Vanderbilt guard. Vanderbilt guard. Darius Garland. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, I, I mean, and, and also looking at Maryland, I would not take Bruno Fernando. No. Uh, we saw him a couple weeks ago uh, yeah. practicing, and uh, he can make some shots, but that's against a guy just throwing him I think the there's better so. options. There's better options. I think, I think the Wizards will have a top ten pick. Um, in the draft, and that's good because this draft is going to be pretty deep. 
there is going to be a lot of talent. Everyone knows the three Duke guys that will be in the first in the top five picks or so. You got to think John Morant will be a top five pick. Yeah. But then even if you don't get those guys, there are options. I mean, there's guys that are playing that are going to be probably in the final four. I mean, guys in North Carolina that play pretty well. Guys, um, uh, you know, on on places like Kentucky and you know, there's there's all there's going to be a lot of talent um, yeah. left in the draft uh, for the Wizards now. Will they make the right pick? That's the question. Because as you just mentioned, a mock draft showing the Wizards taking a point guard from Vanderbilt with their number one, I mean, with their pick in the first round draft, I'm not going to be happy about that. Um, But if they go after a a studly um, power forward or, you know, get get Mr. Taco, get Taco Bell, Grubhub (laughs) delivery. um, I got to see if he's even, even on here. Because he's, he's not even in the top three centers if he is on here. Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of not those guys. Not even four. I think he's one of those guys where you just don't really know how it's going to play out with him because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of that super athleticism. But. Yeah, they have because they have right now. They have uh, Jonte Porter, yeah. Bruno Fernando, Bol Bol, mm-hmm. um, Jackson Hayes. Actually, remember the last time we saw Jackson Hayes from Texas? Yeah, uh, he was in the top like what ten? Yeah, and now he's down at twenty two. So he. Off. He dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, they have Go, Goga Bitaz. Nice, nice. Or something like that. He's from Montenegro, yeah. which gotcha. I am so against anybody from a, a different country because you never know what they're going to do. Um, obviously, you know, look at Jan Vesely. Um, <laughs> but you can only – you only pick <laughs> – my my rule is you only pick those guys if they're a sure thing. Yeah. Like a Luka Doncic or Dirk Nowitzki or those types of Even guys. Even Porzingis is not that bad. Where you kind of know, yeah, exactly, Where if they're going to be a sure thing. Otherwise, I mean, I remember the Pistons took some three-point shooting guy from Italy like five years ago. There's, he's, he wasn't in the league for longer than like a season, and they used him <laughs> like, like a large round pick. Games. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's terrible. So, I mean, we don't really know where the Wizards will pick yet. We'll obviously be following – you know the final standings, and and when they get when we get to the summertime, and it's time to do draft lottery and things like that, yeah. we'll kind of see how it shakes out. But for now, if you're a Wizards fan, it, how about this? It's become a hockey fan. <laughs> that's our advice to you. If you're a Wizards fan, put right down now, the ball and pick up a stick. Watch, go watch the team that's actually playing in the playoffs in Capital One Arena um, this season because everything else is looking a little ugly. Yeah, for sure. But hey, but hey, real sure. quick though, uh, we're gonna have Rashad Mobley. Uh, from Truth About It and Forbes coming on the program here in the next coming coming weeks. When the season ends, maybe yeah. we'll try to get him like on the program or and uh, yeah, get a season recap and what they're going to be looking to do in the draft and so on and so forth. But on from another dysfunctional team yep. to a team that has uh, a man who won a Super Bowl for us and Doug Williams, who now has like 17 different titles on his business card, saying some dumb comments once again. Here are the Washington Redskins. He's back. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. Look at the 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. A 90-yard touchdown. And with that comes history for A.D. All day. Kessler's going to go down. This time, Jonathan Allen is around his legs. Six sack. He has started every game. The second-year player out of Alabama. There we go. The Washington Redskins on the docket next. Obviously, uh, we'll briefly talk into them because we're going to have Let's Talk Redskins guys on and maybe some other people on the docket once the draft starts coming around, obviously, because free agency has uh, pretty much come and go. There's still some free agents out there. Me and Ben said they should sign Clay Matthews, and uh, he is actually going to the Rams. So yes. <laughs> going back out west 
uh, to play in his old stadium when the he was The curse of used. McVay. Yeah, yeah. Never, yeah, exactly. Never leave us. <laughs> and uh, going along with the Redskins, if you guys did not see it, uh, Doug Williams is actually kind of hidden inside like this press conference thing or something happened uh, where it was kind of hidden in the, in the woodworks where no one really noticed it until it you know, was brought to people's attention. Yeah. Um, according to Grant Paulson of 106.7 The Fan, he tweeted this out uh, not too long ago. Uh, quote, I don't do the scheme thing, Williams said. Williams, a senior vice president of the Redskins player personnel, said that at a scouting combine and pre-draft workouts, the scheme is irrelevant and that talented players should be able to fit into the existing scheme. Quote, when we look at players, we look at talent. It's up to the defensive coordinator and the defensive backs coach to scheme him up, Williams said of the Collins signing, Landon Collins, that is. We're not in the same room with the scheme. I don't know exactly what the scheme is. And uh, that's end quote. So, Ben, uh, this is um, something that's uh, it kind of frustrates me because obviously you look at it and say, oh, you know, typical Redskins, whatever it may be. But the thing that I'm looking at here is why in the world, if you want to have uh, fans, you know, save face or whatever you want to have, mm-hmm. I understand you want to have Doug Williams there. Why can't you put him in charge of alumni relations or, you know, fan, fan, uh, I don't know, something, I, whatever you want to call it. Why would you have him out there in front of the media talking about this or talking about whatever to the point where he starts saying that he's not in the quote-unquote scheme room, which makes zero sense. I don't, I don't think there's a title on, you know, you, you, it's not like you go to college and you see, like, you know, these classrooms that say, like, classroom 201, classroom 202, and then all of a sudden you see scheme room. Yeah. Like, it's nothing like that. I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, for what a scheme is and what we're talking about here is basically just how a player fits into a style of offense or yep. style of defense and how that plays. Every single sport focuses on what the, you know this level of scheme I mean scheme in football is more of a is more of a football term but really in any of these sports it's how your team plays what style your coaching staff would likes and how that guy fits into the style whether it's basketball whether it's base, baseball football soccer is a big thing with schemes and things like that too yeah. so you know to, now there are, now there's one kind of caveat to this is there are certain guys that are beyond a scheme, where they're that much of a talent that it really doesn't matter what style you put yeah. that you guys play, you'll be able to you know work him into that. Now you know is that rare? Yeah. Um, and the problem is, is it's literally Doug Williams and, and the other executives' job to take into consideration how a certain player could fit into what the Redskins are trying to do. Um, uh, with their offense and their defense and make those types of decisions. And that's how they make the, decide, okay, we're going to go after a guy like Landon Collins or we're going to go after some of these other guys. That's your job. Yeah. So to say that that doesn't matter is ridiculous because then that means you're just signing talent based on talent alone and not how they fit into the program. And that's just insanity. That's just yeah. not how it works. And that's the funny thing, too, is it actually goes along with when you see the, the draft in April uh, go down and everyone's like, Oh, yeah, we got our draft board, but let me do best player available. Like, I hate when someone says, oh, best player available. It's like that's going along with what he's saying right here. That's what the problem is a lot of the time. You don't do best player available. You get best player available, and then that player 
doesn't mesh well with your offense or he can't play in your defensive scheme that your coordinator loves, loves to run or something like that, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's differences between – obviously, we're getting a little technical here. There's a difference between a nose tackle in a 3-4 defense or a defensive tackle in a 4-3. Mm-hmm. A 4-3, there's two defensive tackles and then two defensive ends. In a 3-4, there's a nose tackle and then two defensive ends. You have to be a, a run stopper or a, or a guy that gets double teamed almost every single time in a 3-4 defense. You're not going to put some guy that's lean, mean, and fighting machine <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a big body, you know, yeah. like, like a Snacks Harrison from the, the, the Giants before. You're not going to have a guy that's so quick like, an, like a Jonathan Allen play defensive tackle on a 3-4. There's no point. Yeah, exactly. And, and here's the thing. Landon Collins, one of the best safeties in the league. He'll yeah. be fine. He'll be fine regardless of what the Redskins play on defense. That's fine. That's but, one of the exceptions. But exactly. That does not happen that that often. So for Doug Williams to say that and the frustration that was tweeted out by the Redskins fan base and beat reporters and things like that is just the fact that suddenly it makes your team look like they're idiots. Yeah. Because with the amount of data and analytics that go into these types of decisions and all that stuff now, now you're coming at it with an old school attitude of saying, yeah, we'll just find a guy that's talented and we'll make it work. That's just not really how the game is played anymore. You have to make those types of decisions based on what type of offense or what type of defense that you have unless you get a guy like Landon Collins who kind yep. of you know can can play through any of that stuff. So I think it just goes into the fact that the, the Redskins have had just so much trouble over the years of stepping in it as far as these types of statements that they make. And by stepping in it, I mean stepping in dog poop. Um, because they'll just say these sort of or things elephant poop and make your fan base scratch your head and go, do these guys know what they're doing? Yeah. Do they know? Because they keep... Well, this quote s- obviously doesn't say that. Exactly. And they tend to say these sort of things, and you go, whether it's Bruce Allen or any of these other guys, you go, what are these guys thinking? Are yeah. these guys... Are they either stupid? Are they just they, they just talk and they're not thinking when they're talking? I mean, you just wonder. These are the guys with at the helm of the ship as far as driving the Redskins spaceship um, into the future. And then you've got guys saying, we don't have a scheme. And I think yeah. he was asked a question about Kyler Murray. Um, and Or he was asked about what he thinks about quarterbacks under six feet. And he didn't know that Kyler Murray and some of these other guys are under six feet. He didn't even know that. And it's like, <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? If, if your job is whatever his job title was, your job is football. Yeah. And, and the funny it's thing crazy. is, when you, when you look at this quote, uh, when he says it's up to the defensive coordinator, so you're telling me it's up to the defensive coordinator where you were going to replace, number one, because if you got Todd Bowles, he was going to be your defensive coordinator. Uh, and you're saying this is when the whole debacle said, oh, yeah, he was in the meetings with us when, when, when Bruce Allen said he was in the meetings with us uh, when, when we were interviewing these guys or whatever. It's like so it's up to that guy, the guy that, that you're trying to screw <laughs> over and the guy that didn't really have uh, you know that great of a defense for, for most of last year and all this kind of different stuff that came out and all this whatnot. I mean, you, you got a defensive backs coach now and Ray Horton, who's going to be a good asset. But. Looking at it in more uh, the scheme of things, you know, to be quite frank, uh, pun intended. Honestly, it's just kind of embarrassing for the organization to have these yeah. quotes come out. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard uh, on the radio the other day that people inside the building were kind of pissed. That oh yeah, the, that this of course they were. Yeah, because, because they were like, "What do you like? You're literally putting on like putting us on the map uh, as the, the biggest morons of the NFL." Which you already gotten some of those titles uh, yeah. just just for how how you've run your organization for years now. But overall, it's just kind of funny to me. You see these these things come out, and then Doug Williams is still coming out saying and stuff. He's saying small is, potatoes. Now he's saying this, and now it overshadows the Landon Collins signing, which is a great yep. signing for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Now. 
you know, it overshadows what was a great move for the Redskins because you're now uh, making dumb statements and making the attention on that. Because if you're the Redskins right now and you're that sort of personnel, yeah. just shut your mouth. Yeah. Let your let these moves speak for themselves. If you're not in the scheme room, don't talk about the scheme. Well, well yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to go to the steam room and maybe lose a couple LBs. That's I where I'd maybe want to go. Uh, I don't know about the scheme room. But, yeah, just look, Redskins, just shut your mouths. Yeah. Shut your mouths, executives. Let your guys do the job. Keep making good they signings. They have good guys in there, be, too. Exactly. And just – Flow, f- fly under the radar. That's where you want to be if you're the Redskins. Is You are making strong moves heading towards next season. Um, fly under the radar. Let the game speak for yourself. I mean, don't say these kind of dumb stuff. Yeah, It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's, it's ridiculous and, and just the sole fact that when you see these type of quotes come out, people just say, well, the hype was there for Landon Collins. You didn't do too much after that free agency, but we'll look at the positives. We'll look at Landon Collins' positive, and then all of a sudden this comes out, and you're just like – why can't we just be happy as a fan base for once? Like, why can't we just say, oh, you're going to pretty much have the graduate, I don't even know what you want to call it, the Alabama defense of yesteryear come up and now be the defense in the NFL and try to transform this thing. And then you come out with this saying, like, oh, yeah, we're just picking players to pick players. Like, it's kind of funny to me because of the soul fact. Like, going back to what I said, how they say best player available, I hate that situation because – Okay, what if uh, the best player available is a defensive lineman? We just spent two first-round picks on defensive linemen. You want to spend another one on I mean, it's like you, you, you revamped the defensive line with John Allen and, and Deron Payne, but if the next best guy is – I will just throw out a name like Nick Bosa or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why – I mean, obviously Nick Bosa is going to be, a, you know, one of the number, number one or number two pick, but I'm just saying a name just, just for like, – Basically, take away what he's done in the past. Let's just put his, uh, put a name out there. Let's say Ben Simpson is the best best sure, defensive tackle. Okay, I, I kind of screwed off right there uh, with, with the the wrong uh, analogy. Anyways, but go ahead, I, this is dumb. Uh, so let's, let's just let's just uh, screw screw that analogy. Okay, um, no problem. No I'm not going to edit it out because I'm just too lazy to. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on. So, anyways, the Redskins, of sure. course, obviously, yeah, it's more dysfunction. Whatever. That was a whole debacle, right? No, there. no, no. It's um, it's no. That's what the Redskins do to you, yeah. though. That's what they do. Exactly. To you. you know, you try. You, you try to use an example, then it just it just they make you lose your mind, and and so we'll we'll kind of see how this plays out. Hopefully, you know uh, somebody will say something stupid again, and the t- attention oh, will I'm be sure off will. of this statement. Absolutely, but let's let's get right into the March Madness real quick, sure, um, because sure. obviously uh, you know, and this is not going to be one of our main topics. But yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll just get into what we've actually seen so far sure. uh, in the tournament. So far, we've had a few upsets here and there. We had some good upsets uh, in, in the sense of uh, Murray State, as we talked about before. Um, but overall, so some of the some of the fun upsets, especially here in uh, Virginia, Liberty coming back from what ten down, and uh, they ended up beating uh, the the Mississippi State squad, which had the lead, and they were, they were you know going on point uh, to be in, in the next round against Virginia Tech, and then Liberty came back in that one, so that was a that was a pretty good game. And of course, you're going to be knowing uh, what the score is and what the what it, what happens in the Liberty Virginia Tech game uh, here soon, because obviously we're recording this on Sunday, and you're going to probably listen to it. Uh, if ever, uh, until uh, tomorrow. So overall, Ben, uh, the, the tournament so far, with, with a few upsets here and there, has been pretty pretty darn good. And I lived yeah, I think Except for I, yesterday where there was like two good games and everything else was a blowout. Yeah, I mean, the Maryland-LSU game was close um, and went down to the wire last second shot. So you lose a local team there as Maryland went down. Yeah. Um, 
You know, the Kentucky-Wofford game was kind of close, but Kentucky kind of ran away with it. Michigan ran away with it. Florida State destroyed uh, Murray State. Gonzaga beat up on Baylor. Michigan State won by 20. Auburn So, yeah, you're right. Yesterday, Auburn-Kansas was a nice one to kind of finish the night out, but still they won by 14. So the games today have kind of followed suit. I mean, Iowa had a big comeback against Tennessee. They were down by 25, and they were able to cut it down, losing by six. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, the state of Virginia as a whole and kind of in Maryland and some of these teams, they've really showed out. I mean, the Liberty Virginia Tech game is going to be fun. UVA is still in things. They're going to be playing Oklahoma. Everyone wrote Maryland off, too, and that's the funny thing. They actually (coughs) played pretty damn well. Yesterday they came back from being, uh, I think it was like 15 down or something of that nature. Yeah. And uh, it's been been a fun tournament. There's definitely been some some close games here and there. Now one of the things they are saying is, you know, the the higher-up seeds – are you know the one two three those seeds are winning games right now there's not really any upsets in that stage um it's really kind of on starting in like the four or five seeds and things like that but well we thought this tournament was going to be like that anyways there wasn't Mm -hmm. that one double digit seed that you're like oh yeah this team the good teams are really really good that are in this tournament right now and things are going to start getting very interesting starting in the sweet 16 i mean that florida state gonzaga matchup matchup is going to be fun purdue tennessee those are two just shootout looking teams yeah um, that's going to be fun. Michigan State, LSU, um, Auburn, and UNC, and then uh, you know possibly Kentucky, Houston. You know there, there's going to be the Sweet Sixteen is going to be ridiculously yeah. good. And then also the Oregon and UC Irvine matchup. Those are yeah, two upsets. Yeah. Technically they're upsets, but Oregon they should have been a higher seed uh, just for how they played late in the season. Yeah. Number one, and also yeah. because they, they had they lost their center in Bowl Bowl early in the season, so that really kind of had to you know throw them off mid season, but. Overall, uh, those two are going to be fun to watch out for because Jen, my girlfriend, actually has UC Irvine. I don't know how she has that, but she has UC Irvine uh, making it to the Sweet 16. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, well, so that's going to Hey, help. that could work out. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I'm, uh, I'm the organizer of our office pool, and again, like 90% of the office is not sports fans, and the, it's just weird to see the rankings right now in our office just because <laughs> the, the guys that are up at the top are guys that have never even touched basketball in their life, much less <laughs> turned on the TV to watch them. But Chessboard. That's how the, the, tur- the tournament can work sometimes, man. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is because when you tell them, say they, they always say, what's the number next to the team? They always say, oh, well, the lower the number, the better the team. Yeah. And that's when they usually always see there's four number ones in there or something like that. Or they have like, like I saw somebody the other day had Wofford going to the final four. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's not really going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, you see, see stuff like that, which is actually kind of fun. Because uh, sure. obviously people just, just seeing my mom fill out a bracket was the most hilarious thing in the world. Because whenever she fills out a bracket, I'm always there and I always tell her some things here and there. And then she always says like, oh, well, I like their colors and then so she had to pick tennessee to go very far because she loves peyton manning and yeah. uh, different stuff like that good good <laughs> and, for her that's uh, just, just fun stuff but anyways that's the little rundown of what we've had so far how are you doing in your league by the way in my league like in your in your bracket oh, in, the, in the bracket the, the bracket's bracket, doing the okay the group I should the, say. I'm, I'm 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 like upper middle of the group upper right middle. now in my the upper middle class so i'm in two i'm in the office one and then i'm in the one on my Mom's side of the family that they've been going on for like 10 years. And that one, I was in the top five. I'm not sure where I'm at now after yesterday's games because I missed out on, Look on at your boy. a couple of those games. Number one. Number one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's um, pretty good. Thank how many, you. How many points do you have? Uh, 138 remaining. Yeah. So you have. So I, I, have, I, well, I have 44 total right now, okay. but I have 138 remaining. 
uh, which it's not that bad. I have I mean, 138 remaining on my little bracket one as well, but I don't yeah. have that many points. Well, because usually it's obviously not going to yeah. – until the end of tonight, you're really not going to see anything that's going to yeah. change too, too yeah. much. So but, we'll uh, see, man. I mean, this is it. I mean, Sweet 16 starts Thursday, so it'll be Thursday, Friday. Um, and then next thing you know, it's going to be Elite Eight time, yeah. um, which I believe would be on the on Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, you have a four-day weekend. Yeah. Does your four-day weekend start on Thursday? Yeah. Well, so, well, no, it starts on Thursday night. Thursday night. So you're going to well, still, that's perfect. Sweet 16, Sweet 16, 16 and Elite 8, Elite 8. I, think, I mean, that's, could you have asked for a better weekend? Oh, no. I don't think so. No, I, I just got lucky doing and then that. Then Final Four, you've got uh, April 6th and then the championship game. And my April ass 8th. is going to be right on that couch right there, sitting there, sipping a rum and coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm over 27, so I can drink it. Uh, sure, but, that's what you keep telling yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tech and Duke, most likely Tech and Duke, are going to be in that game. Obviously, yeah. I mean, UCF, though, they're only down by three with 18 minutes to go, but that's not going to be that bad. Uh, if, if Duke loses, that'd be nice. That's going to be the biggest buster of the brackets out there. But uh, anyways, Ben, that's going to be uh, the episode today. Yep. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a lot more smaller episodes coming out in the next, uh, obviously, couple days as well. We're going to split them up a little bit so we don't just bombard everyone with tons of episodes. Even though it's good content, we're going to split them up a little bit. But overall, this is the episode 24 of the DC crossover where we go and cross over all four major sports teams in the DC market. The fourth team that we left out are the Washington Nationals, and we will get to that in our next episode, special edition, Washington Nationals Outfield Preview, and then our season preview to come right here on the DC Crossover. Take care, everybody, and watch out. Final Four on its way in, and spring training is ending, and opening day starts on Thursday. Let's set fire to the light.